We are back with Tackling Masters of Horror Season 2. It was November 2006 when Episode 2, Family, aired on Showtime. This was directed by John Landis, written by Brent Hanley, who you might know as the writer of the movie Frailty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Frailty? I, it's been a long time and I don't really remember it. Oh. Um, I, I like it quite a bit. I think it um, didn't age for me as well as I'd like it. I've seen it twice, and the second time I watched it, it was a little bit of a letdown. I thought, I'm like, oh, this is a little more confusing than I... I thought everything would be explained better on second viewing, but there's still some little threads out there, but still, I like it quite a bit. I mm-hmm. uh, wish Bill Paxton had directed more, but oh uh, well, uh, R.I.P. Anyway, uh, we I think you all know our thoughts on John Landis, which is that he is a trash human, who Trash does human. have the ability to direct well when he wants to, I think, and when he has good material. Um, last season, he did not. He directed what I thought was the worst episode, Dear Woman. Um, but now we have family. So will you, before we go into what we thought of it, um, can you give us a synopsis of family? <sighs> sure. So this is a story about uh, a man who lives alone. His name is George Went. Not really. I think his name's Harold. <laughs> his name is Norm. It... Okay. <laughs> He's played by George Went, and he has a family, but it's not really a family. It's skeletons dressed up like human living people and he talks to the skeletons and he hears the skeletons talk to him and then people move in next door and then he becomes fixated on them specifically the woman of the couple the wife of the couple who are celia is her name i guess emily just told me (laughs) and they and becomes fixated on her and they're mysterious and you know something's up but like it's withholding with like what exactly it is and you're like oh what are they doing and then there's like a dipsy doodle and you know it is kind of a dipsy doodle that's one of my one of my complaints about this but honestly minor complaints about this i'll just be very clear up front Uh, Very minor complaints. But it's clear that there's something going on with the couple that moves in next door to this man who who is murdering people and stripping the flesh from their bones to make a family of skeletons. Um... And and then the thing ends up being that the little girl skeleton was their kid. Uh Spoiler. Spoiler, everyone. Spoiler. Honestly, I think if you know that going in, less effective. Yeah. I I didn't know anything about this episode. Yeah, I don't like a reveal that undercuts the rest of the story, and this one kind of does. It, what do you mean? Like, I don't like. I don't think your story should hinge on the fact that you're hiding something from me, and that if I find out about what you're hiding, it's going to make everything less impactful. Oh, I don't and, know that it makes. For me, it didn't make anything less impactful because I I suspected something from the very beginning when they say, "Well, I'm a doctor, and she's an she's an investigative reporter." I'm like, yes. okay. Oh, and we're from a town away from where you were living. How interesting. And I didn't, I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to let it, let it, I'm just going to watch it and let it reveal itself to me. And so the reveal was very much like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, yes. And it didn't feel like I was cheated or anything because I think it doesn't, um, I don't think the episode lies to you the way some things with a twist, if it's, a twist that, um, how do I say it? If it means that we have seen scenes that wouldn't have happened because 
once we know the twist, um, that's when it's cheating, right? When characters are having a conversation um, and talking around something that then you find out like, oh, but they would have just said this to each other. And with this, I, and I believe that this that. does that. I think it does a little bit. I think like when they're driving home drunk and knock into his mailbox and their reaction to that is played very, oh my God, we're going to do that. And really they did that deliberately because they wanted to kind of rile him up. Like yeah. that's a little cheating. You're right. Like there are things like that, that I would, that I would agree with. Um, but for the most part, um, I don't know. I I was shocked because I did enjoy this, and I did not think I would. Yeah, I think I, I I get what you're saying, and I think that you are right. As 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 I have established, you are always right. <laughs> I think that you're right, but I and it's not even the it's not even when there there's like sub, subterfuge and they're they're like interacting with Harold that I find to be like cheating or whatever it's when they're alone yes but yeah it's a bit it it it's confused i wish you know what i wish they hadn't had the scenes of the couple alone yeah because it 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 makes it so fucking obvious that there's something going on mm -hmm. so but like it's not clear at all what that is so i feel like i'm just watching i feel like i'm being shown things that there's no way i will have context for or understand mm. and i don't understand why you even showed them to me because so then i think now no matter what like the reveal too much inside the story hinges on the reveal but it, like it's it's a it's a nitpick honestly it's a nitpick because i found this to be as much as there's things in it that I don't like, it's like personal preference. I don't really like that. But I feel like it was relatively well executed. And I think that comes down to the pacing and the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. The storytelling, there, there is not, a, there's not a, like a superfluous feel to a lot of the stuff. No, no. Where I, I feel like a lot of these hour long episodes suffer from just random things that don't go anywhere. Just yep. to like, I'm fleshing out the world. Or yeah, I'm, I needed to add five minutes. So this character has a sister. Yeah. Yeah, this guy draws cartoons, even though it's never going to come into play. Right, right. Like, um, it never felt like that here. And yeah. a lot of the weird things that you go, that's weird, do seem, that do get explained by the end. So storytelling-wise, I thought it was, it was better than I expected. Yeah. But it, it's not, it's not my personal taste. The humor in it is a little off for me. It's not something that I would really enjoy. Um, but like, I don't know, I guess it was fine. Yeah, um, I thought it had a style to it, which was my biggest complaint about Dear Woman, which I felt like you know, it, it was filmed in two right, days and nobody gave a shit. And eh, it's a casino. Sure. Yeah, we'll call it a casino. Eh, we're in a cop's office. Yeah, I think it's actually the same office we use at the casino, but it's fine. Like this, I mean, the opening of this, right? Like even the soundtrack is good. Like um, it's a lot of kind of like, what was it? Sort of like gospel music, which is different it's not something we've had yeah. and it works because it's just very odd with what we're seeing and it opens like the opening credit sequence is this like two minute scan of this perfect suburban neighborhood that feels like it's out of how like parents or the burbs or like all of these especially 80s movies we've seen about the suburbs and i like that i was like oh like this you're establishing something here, John Landis. Like you've created a mood, you've created a place. Um, I think George Went is great in it um, because he's. It, it's 
it's a tricky character because I mean he is an awful human being but and part of it is it's George Wench we all have affection for him because we've grown up watching him and things um he is seemingly this sad middle-aged overweight man and there is something very like hard not to automatically kind of uh, give him a little bit of your heart I think um mm-hmm. so I think that works well I really liked uh, Meredith Monroe as Celia I liked her um yeah she was she was weird and I yeah. like how she chose to play this and it uh, works in the end when you understand why she was what doing what she was doing I th- I don't think that's a cheat I think the cheat does come there are cheats in there but I feel like what she's doing with that character is like, no, she's from the beginning. She is playing a game and it's there. And I think if I went back and watched it, I would see it in both you're, of their you're performances. Completely, you're completely right. She is playing a game and it's there. And I guess I, I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to really clarify my previous statement and my issue. I feel like she's playing a game and it is there, but I feel like she's also playing the game with her husband in the scene where it's just scenes where it's just them. And I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's all. That's all. I, I get what they were doing. They were trying to, like, add intrigue. But, like, I feel like we hit max intrigue. And it started to get a little, like, yeah, I got it. When are you going to reveal the rest of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But, but again, I just, I'm not going to detract from this. We, when we get something that's well told and concise in an hour, I'm, I'm going to celebrate it. This, <laughs> this is a well told story yeah. in an hour. And we had multiple characters. We had... Like, I, I don't know. Like, it was. Uh, why can't they all manage this base level of like doneness? I just, it's. I guess maybe it's harder than it looks, and I'm asking for too much. But <laughs> well, it's it's funny because it, like, you know, why is this so much better than Dear Woman in a way? Like, and you could say, well, the script for one thing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what's his name? Brent Hanley is a better writer than Max Landis. Like, that's probably part of it. But to me, like, this one feels very directed. It, you know, there is style. There is a different look that Landis had to work to achieve. He -hmm. had to work with his art director and his score person to say, like, well, I want this music. I want this lighting. I need this to look like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, there is, like... Whereas so many of these, and part of it is budget-based, and we know that, but, like, Heckle's Tale was a good example. It, Yeah, it's set in the 1800s. I, yeah, I guess, like, somebody kind of, you know, threw uh, people in corsets, so we can kind of tell that. But there's no style to it. There's no real sense that anybody really sweated when they made that set. Whereas yeah. this one, and it's not like it's an extravagant set by any means. Like, it's just... It is bright suburbia, and it has a visual language to it, um, and it has a, an audio language to it. Mm-hmm. Like, and there is, and even the skeletons are very—it's very simple. Like, they are literal skeletons with clothes on, but it works in the context of what you're seeing. Like, to where it just—it was made thoughtfully. And it just, like, almost makes me angrier at Dear Woman, because it's like, you could have done this. Like, I don't think you had that much more money on this episode than you did on that one. Like, granted, you have a a better cast, sure. Like, um, you have George Wendt. Like, that's a big get for this. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, yeah, so I think I'm just so, like, like, suspiciously satisfied (laughs) with it. 
It's hard yeah. not to give it side eye for being so good. Like, and not great, but like, like, yeah, like this is a good episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think to just to agree with you about the direction, it really did feel like it had, it, it took a second to have a point of view. Like you yeah. understood the visual storytelling, which dear woman didn't feel nope. the need to employ, no I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it thought it could rest on its laurels. Like very much, it's yeah. Wacky yeah we'll we'll just uh, make an American Werewolf reference, and everybody will piss their pants. Like, I mean, and this this one was more restrained. It was smarter. Yeah. It was more efficient. It wasn't meandering. Like, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the it was the best one, but I mean, who knows? We're two episodes in it. Might <laughs> right, be it could be for one. all we know. Um, and two episodes so far, and we've had no boobs. So you're smarter than what? <laughs> you're smarter than me. I was going to say, but I'll reframe it as not to low key put myself down. That is not you true. Do... I am smarter than you when it comes to identifying Law and Order SVU episodes by Olivia's haircut. That is I my my that. calling card. We can't even argue about that. But you're more well researched than I am in, in a lot of these cases. Do you know if there was if season two pivoted because of any? Uh, backlash or negative negative reviews or more money is there any reason why these feel different so far um it's a great question i don't have an answer to it i will do more research by well by the next time we record i would like to learn a little more about it because it does really feel like two episodes in and we have two episodes in from two directors who did the previous season yep and it feels like there is something going on that they maybe gave them more money. Maybe they had more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I mean, Toby Hooper again worked with Richard Christian Matheson. Uh, Max Landis doesn't. Max Landis works with a guy fresh off of a fairly successful horror film. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the, I'm looking at the IMDb trivia. I mean, it's very minimal for Masters of Horror. But there's one that says the show is fully financed before Showtime came along. Originally, the episodes were just going to be released on DVD by Anchor Bay Entertainment, which makes me think season one was really low budget. So season two probably had a little more money behind it as a Showtime, like full out Showtime production. And what's interesting in the opening credits, it says like a star's production. Yes, I did see that. And I guess maybe the two were kind of the way Cinemax and HBO were at one point. Like they might have, Mm -hmm. they might still be the same parent company. Um, So I guess that's probably explained some of it. Um, But it's also, yeah, I I don't know if they were also said like, the other thing too, like, and you know, you never know how much a creator reads their reviews and listens to the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. and the reaction Mm -hmm. and 2006 like the internet is a thing so you know did john landis read a couple of reviews and say oh wow everybody's kind of saying the same things about season one honestly i don't know that this was ever a hot topic but you and i spend a lot of time in like the horror online community world where of course it was back then yeah so there could have been enough written where some of the directors were like, eh, maybe I shouldn't just um, make my sexual fantasy as an hour long show. Maybe people want more than that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, either way, either way, either way. Very, uh, very pleased so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first one was 
boring. Yep. And it didn't have, uh, didn't make me feel enthusiastic for mm-hmm. the way this was going to go. But I can say that I'm not, dr- well, we'll talk about what's coming up next in a second, I think. But I'm not dreading the rest of this season, I guess. No, I am not. Um, <laughs> to I'm, well, I'm curious now, because I honestly don't remember the various... Um, I know that some of the directors we get. I'm excited. The next episode is directed by uh, Ernest Dickerson. I'm so excited. And then the next, next one is Brad Anderson, who is session nine among um, Mm -hmm. millions of television episodes that I enjoy. But um, I'm very excited for these because we have, uh, you know, obviously like different people yeah. than that were involved in the We have a black season. guy directing an episode of Masters of Horror. That's really and, exciting. And like a, another younger, newer filmmaker, yeah. which we observed in season one, is sometimes a really good thing because there's a better understanding yeah. of the yeah. of the format. Yeah, so it's it, it's an, an interesting selection of people. Uh, we get a Tom, Todd, Tom Holland segment at some point. Um, we get, and, and we get some of the the ones from last season that we'd want to see again. We get we get Stuart Gordon back. We get um jo- Joe Dante back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, you know, we will see what we get. But we get Mick Garris back. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Uh, the V word, which is the next episode, episode three, is written by Mick Garris. So okay. Well, you know, I mean, we have ups ups and downs. Yeah. Gives and takes. Maybe maybe he could surprise us. Maybe, Michael maybe. Ironside is in it apparently. I'm looking at IMDb now, what? so hey, that's kind of We're all I need. Doing good. Right? I mean, I now did... clearly they've been catering to my sexual fantasies. So. Oh, I did see that. I saw that, and I thought, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Emily will be satisfied. Yeah, this will be good. 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 Yes. All right. So you know what? It's it's a good day. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did it. Yeah. All right, so let's see how many episodes before we get depressed and want to pull our hair out. Maybe it will be more so than than last season. Who can say? I'm feeling optimistic about this next small batch. Yeah. So maybe we can make it at least five or six episodes. (laughs) Which is good. I mean, we barely Uh, made it one. Yeah. No, I know. That was rough. (laughs) Um, The episodes for those uh, playing along at home, it looks like you can watch them uh, on Roku, the Roku channel, which I don't use because the commercials are so loud that they scare me. Uh, they are also streaming on Tubi and on Watch Free on IMDb TV. I don't know what that means, but apparently they are also on IMDb TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Play along at home. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> Play along we at need, home. We need your support in this. Yeah. Um, give me your feedback. I would, I'd be curious to see, uh, especially because if these, if season two does become just exercises in short storytelling and not how, like how upset we can make Christine, right, right. This how is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm with you totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's see successful and slightly less successful hour-long stories. Come on, everybody. So, do you recommend Family? Oh, begrudgingly, I think I might. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I mean, again, and it's, be- it's begrudging only because John Landis, trash person. Trash human. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, and also, like, I don't, I don't look. I don't want to sound shitty, but like, I, he, dear woman, sucked, and I was just content to be like, he sucks at this. Yes, but he, this didn't suck. So, like, no, by no means, yeah. credit where credits due, right? Yeah. Um, and to me too, it had. I've been watching Tales of the Crypt a little bit more, and it feels, again, that yes. spirit 
I was gonna bring I was gonna bring that up. It has that that again, like we had discussed about a couple episodes in the mm-hmm. first season. The, the more most effective ones, in my opinion, are the EC Comics Tales from the Crypt, yep. like like ironic twist or you know i'm the ghoul that eats my own flesh and you're the vampire that sucks their own blood because we love each other so much and we don't want to hurt each other it's that that beautiful poetry of dark storytelling (laughs) i'm such a nerd i'm gonna shut up (laughs) no but it's totally there um and it is because it is uh it has a very particular sense of humor about it and the the bad guy gets comeuppance yeah which which is nice to see when it works and it's and again it's like okay well the good guys like are doing something pretty bad but you know the bad guy kind of deserves it so it's you you leave feeling feeling good yeah all right so go watch it on your preferred um platform that hopefully the commercials don't uh, make you jump every time like they do for me (laughs) i do so yeah to be over roku channel for those of you who don't have the ad blocker like some people yeah, it looks like it just sneezes for me. It goes, That's and then nice. keeps going. Oh my god, on Roku, like, it really, it's its the difference probably between, like, it, so when I record, obviously, I can see, like, the different sound levels, and, like, there's there's your line, which is sort of, like, at a nice, like, medium point, because you have a very nice speaking voice, it's a good volume, oh. and then I'll see anytime I talk, I can tell, because it just, the volume gets, like, up to max, because I have a really loud voice. Uh, that's what it's like watching Masters of Horror on on Roku channel. So I again, I apologize to anybody that has to hear me um, that finds my voice very loud. I know it's loud. I do what I can with it, but it's very difficult to control. It's beautiful and perfect. You're it's like kind. the tingling of bells. Oh, I love it. It's, it's more like the chiming of very loud bells. But thank you. The chiming of beautiful bells. Oh, you are sweet. <laughs> you are too good. I don't think your voice is. I just want to dip you in a vat of acid and keep you around as my sister and my family. You know. Wait. Oh, I didn't understand. That's the my skeleton sister in my family. Look, look, a little slow on the uptake today, That's but good. I got it. That's I got good. it. That's good. <laughs> it, make, it makes you easier to dip in a vat of acid. It's all good. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming along. Uh, always, everybody. Enjoy the journey. We will see you next time. The skeleton has 206 bones and an adult. Babies have 270, which fuse for this result. The skeleton is divided into two main zones which are called the axial and appendicular bones the axial skeleton is topped by the skull your brain is in the cranium which acts as a whole the mandible or jawbone is able to expand which is useful for talking as you can understand the ossicles are small bones found inside your ear the malleus incastapes which all help you hear Sound waves are amplified by these three bones and then move to the cochlea which discerns the tones. The ribcage helps to protect the lungs and the heart with 12 ribs on each side, the sternum in the front. Your vertebral column made up of vertebrae are stacked up very neatly in a vertical array. The cervical vertebrae make up your neck The spinal cord keeps your reflexes on deck. The ribs are supported by thoracic vertebrae. Lumbar ones are at the end of the spinal cord pathway. Five sacral vertebrae are fused to form your sacrum, which holds your upper body and is found in your bum. Below it is the coccyx, or the tailbone. In humans, the coccyx has not really grown. 
The appendicular skeleton, 126 bones in shoulders, arms, and legs, as we have here shown. Your scapula, also known as your shoulder blade, next to the clavicle or collarbone is laid. You have three arm bones, one above and two below. Here they come together to meet at the elbow. The bones of the forearm are the ulna and the radius, the humerus in the upper arm, so don't you forget this. You have 54 bones in one hand and one wrist of carpals, metacarpals, and phalanges these consist. The proximal, intermediate, and distal phalanges make up your fingers, which you can move with ease. Remember that your hands are where you find the carpals, and the feet are where you will find all your tarsals. The hip bone can be divided into three, the ilium, ischium, and pubis as you can see. The bones in your leg, well there are four. The patella is your kneecap, and then there are three more. The tibia and fibula are found below the knee, and the femurs found above it, as we can all agree. There are 52 bones in your ankles and your feet. Once you know the hand bones, these will be a treat. There are the tarsals, metatarsals and phalanges. Remember that they are proximal, intermediate, and distal.